beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Three, two, one, zero. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Come here for a minute. I want to talk to you. What the mama say? <laughs> mama says you're brain dead. Bang your head against the wall. Can't find peace of mind. Brain needs an overhaul. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not <laughs> affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Thank and now, goodness. here's your host. The man. That's right. The myth. That's right. The legend. The Monty Man. Ain't gonna lie to you. you. <laughs> Good guys, bad boys, we're all the same. Saved by grace is the name of the game. Time to lay your burden down. Welcome to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. Tony's here. Good morning. Denver's here. Morning. And Dave F., our special guest, is here. Good morning. Yes. Oh. Dave! <laughs> Dave's not here! <laughs> yes, he is! You're What's there. That from? Huh? What's that from? <clears throat> Dave's not here? Uh-huh. Dave's not oh, did here. You, you, did Cheech you just say that? Cheech no, that was Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong. Oh. Up in smoke. Who are they? They were uh, comedians that smoked a lot of dope. Oh. <laughs> a lot of dope. A lot of dope. You're going to have to get her educated. Educated. <laughs> I, I really don't know what you guys talk about sometimes. She's learning. She's learning. learning you know slowly but surely. She Googles it. Google yeah, it. I do. She Googles, Googles it. And Googles YouTubes. it. Hey, so so Dave F is here. Dave is, uh, he's a he's a kata. A what? A CA. What do you, how do you say it? Certified Alcohol and Drug Counselor 2. Yes. So he's been that twice. Or something like I, that? I had to do it twice. You know, I couldn't get it right the first time. It's <laughs> right. kind of like yes. treatment. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, he's here with us. He's a fellow 12 Supper as well. And he's going to be sharing some of his experience, strength, and hope. You're in the right place. Experience, strength, and hope. Hope, hope, hope. That's right. Yeah, right. right. yeah we've got a new mixer now, yeah. folks. Yeah. <laughs> and you, thought, you thought what you do is same crazy. old, Welcome same old us. Monty, but new same mixer. old Monty, new mixer. Is that the only special effect you have? Oh no, there's lots. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, did they start selling mixers at Toys R Us? <laughs> oh. Yeah. He's Sorry, got a mic. Patrick. Dave's got a mic. Dave's got a mic. <laughs> yes, he does. So I want to thank right off the, right off the bat. I want to thank uh, Patrick LeBeau. Yes, Patrick. He, he thank pon- you, ponied Patrick. up and he purchased our brand new Maxi Mackey Pro <laughs> FX12 version <laughs> two mixer. Maxi, no, not Maxi. Nope. <laughs> Don't go there. Mackey. <laughs> Mackey. 
<laughs> See what you're in for for an hour. No. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm I'm messing with the sound, so I'm getting used to the mixers. So bear with us, listeners. Oh, this is uh, your uh, first uh, show, Sunset. Uh, uh, yes, it is. This is uh, the main voyage yes. of the Mackie. <laughs> um, so Patrick, thank you so very you, much. Also, thank Roger you. McDermott is purchasing our new headphones. Hi Roger. <gasps> Hi Roger. You guys Yay! are going to be getting Roger. getting the Audio Technica M40s are coming. Ooh. Um, for you I don't guys. know what that is, but that sounds cool. Well, let me tell you. Okay. It's marvelous. It's a step up from the M20s. <laughs> Double, oh, absolutely. It up. He fits right in. Absolutely. <laughs> and I also want to thank uh, Potomatic, the folks at Potomatic who sponsor this show. Uh, they are the host to uh, more podcasts than any other organization. They carry even more than iTunes. And Potomatic has stepped up to the plate and said, we want to help sponsor Takes Walk Radio. So nice. um, one of the reasons that we're able to have an app and you guys can download and save your data and all that stuff is because of the folks at Potomatic. <laughs> Visit their website at potomatic.com or follow the links on our webpage at take12radio.com and click on follow me on Potomatic. <laughs> there you go. Um, and I also want to make sure we give a shout out to Kurt and Debbie Palmer, Donald Roberts, Descending Dev Ministries, Marco Ronzi. Uh, there are gold sponsors. And for James Rook, uh, who is Tony's beau. My beau. Um, thank goodness for him. Now we have lights again. He came it's in and fixed our electric. I know. Isn't that wonderful? Look at the snowflakes. Glistening. I know. I saw that. Uh, so the studio's decorated with all sorts of Christmas goodies, and uh, thanks, we have lights again. Thanks to James, we can see it all. Thank you, James. Spectacular. Thank you. Very, very much. He'll get it. Thank you. Um, so hey, so oh, if oh. If, <laughs> if you are if you are traveling for the holidays, um, we've got this comes out of uh, the Dollar Shave Club magazine. I haven't month. gotten mine yet. You haven't gotten no. your Dollar Shave Club magazine. No, yet? it got shipped yet uh, today. Well, this is etiquette. This is for traveling. <laughs> etiquette. Yes, the, for traveling. Maxi. If you're traveling during the holidays, turn your lights on. Uh, etiquette, they are. Etiquette tips for not annoying oh, whoever are. you're bunking Whoa. with over the holidays. Bunking? Yeah. So, whoever you're visiting Let, with. Listen oh, close okay. to this. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, bring your own stuff. Don't expect your host to supply toiletries. Mm mm. You're free to use their products if and only if you have if they have clearly set them out specifically for you. If you choose not to travel with these items due to TSA restrictions, <laughs> swing by. Wow. I don't know why that's funny. Uh, I don't even know what TSA is. <laughs> there, it, it stands for a lot of different things, but. Uh. Swing by your local drugstore and get your own toiletries if you're visiting. Um, what is T Transit oh, security? Oh, like an airline thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's an airline thing. Uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I told you. Are, are we talking minutes. about when you go to someone's house or yes. when you go on a plane? No, when you're going to go to somebody's house <laughs> to visit for the holidays, don't assume that the it. toiletries that are in there are for you. You mean like the toothpaste? Yeah. Yeah, bring your own toothpaste. Yeah. The dollar store. Yeah. Yeah. And I would bring your own toothbrush as well. Yeah. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Be surprised how many people don't think of this stuff. Um, Don't Hmm. leave your skid mark. (gasps) (laughs) I know what that is. I know what that is. Oh, Lord. Oh, I can't believe you. Does it actually say that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
It, now, li- now listen, listen. It's perfectly acceptable to use the restroom whenever nature calls, but be sure to courtesy flush right? and to clean the toilet bowl afterwards. So, so that goes question. for roommates too. Wait, what about question. the floor? Question. Ew, why? Why? Question. Yes. Why? Are you allowed to go into their cupboard to find the scrub brush for the why toilet? Why is it well, in no, the we're cupboard? Talk- it should be right by the toilet. No, you need to bring your own gloves and your own cleaning supplies. <laughs> why well, well, it says here. Oh, Lord. Listen here. It says here, and be sure to determine whether there is a, a window or van, a vent fan. <laughs> A toilet paper stash and plumbing tools when you arrive. That way you won't mm-hmm. find yourself in a stinky situation. I've done that. So when you get to your friend's house, say, excuse me, I need to use the restroom. <laughs> I need, the, sure inven- you- I need the, the inventory, inventory. your cleaning supplies. <laughs> inventory. <there's- laughs> and emergency exits. Where's, where's the garage oh, just man. in case? And if you're an active addict, don't forget to check their medicine cabinet. Oh, <laughs> Many Christmas. <laughs> I used. That's I was never cool. an addict. All right, and here's the last one. Sexy time is quiet what? time. Sexy time is quiet time. Uh, yeah, you got is be this at the friend's house? If, if if you're, now listen. Now it listen. doesn't matter where you're at. You got to have sexy time. If you're care. with your husband or wife and not some <laughs> random holiday hookup, sex at your host's house is a okay. <laughs> Just be mindful of how how much noise you make. Random hookup. <laughs> so how does that correlate to bringing your own toothbrush? Your own toothbrush. Yes. Well, this is just something that's you polite. You have to bring your oh own washing my, machine. You do not to want clean. the girl spinoff on this one. Mm-mm. If you want to blink during the holidays, <laughs> just be quiet. <laughs> Keep the lovemaking in the bedroom that you were assigned to, not in random assigned. places throughout your oh, guest's home. Man, that ruins all the fun. So, so let me get this straight. You just wait till they're asleep. Wow. Let me get this straight. Yes. So it's okay. Yeah, we do this every show, Dave. Yeah, so you're right. It's okay to have sex in someone's house. Yes. And not clean up after yourself, but yeah, you have to bring your own you toilet trees. Make sure you clean the toilet when you're done. And brush your teeth. With your own toothbrush. Yes. Wow. All right. And hey, this is this, this isn't according to me. This is according to the Dollar Shave Club. I'm just telling we you. We love you, Dollar Shave Club. What? They're gonna be yeah. our next sponsor. Dollar Shave Club. That's your information for a buck. Yeah, uh, yeah there there you go. Stop <laughs> right there. Oh. It's time for Monty Man's weekly wine. That's right. Just in time. <laughs> Wait, I hear the wambulance now. What's a wambulance? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so uneducated for this show. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll Google it. All right. All right. I am going to tell you right now. <laughs> If you if you have a look comp- at the pictures when you go if you I give all retail stores three strikes and you're out uh oh oh boy they burn me three times I'm none now the thing that's that's bad about that is if the store that you shop at carries the stuff is the only place that carries the <laughs> stuff that you need <laughs> everything you you're kind of stuck right well Guitar Center Uh-oh. in Kaiser Oregon burned me three times. And I told, I warned him. I got a radio show. Better be nice to me. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So their customer struck. service just yeah. is horrible. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Did yeah. I say horrible? You did. did I- <laughs> right into <laughs> the radio. Use mic. your sound effect. Boom. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah. And, and but thank you for the mixer board. Now they're going to send you a keytar. 
Yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah. So I waited. I waited for like 45 minutes, maybe 50 minutes. Um, the manager, not the store manager, but one of the managers came out and basically told the guy that was like, you know, just a regular guy, but he couldn't make management decisions, mm-hmm. that he didn't have time for me. <gasps> and what? I wanted to purchase three headphones. They're, they're 100 bucks a piece. And I was willing to drop $300 in there, right? And I wanted the sale price because that's what was advertised. But it wasn't on the counter at that price. And he said, well, I got to go check with the manager. And he went back, back to the manager. The manager said he didn't have time for me, blah, blah, blah. I waited for 50 minutes or so standing there with a bad back, bad knees and everything else. They didn't know that. But I'm standing there this whole time and finally with with – all three headsets sitting right there, ready to purchase, giving my money, which evidently is not green enough for them. I said, well, here's my card. Give it to the manager that doesn't give a rip. And I walked out. Where was this again? Guitar Center. In Kaiser. In yeah. Kaiser. Shame on you. And and I, I went online. They Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of negative reviews. But they're the only place that sells the products I need for the radio station at the price we can afford. So and they when? were arguing so with there's you my about wine. a sale price? Have you heard of the thing called the internet? Yeah, well, I already wrote them. I wrote corporate. I wrote the store with a copy of the letter I sent to corporate. And I did get a text today from corporate that wanted my phone number. And they want to talk to me. Good. So if corporate steps up to the plate, I will also announce that on the radio that they did the right thing. And if corporate listens but to this, this, shut th- that store down. Th- this is <laughs> Tony's Whoa. radical. She's like, burn them. <laughs> I'm even dropping my coffee. Burn them right at the now. stake. Uh-huh. Are you going to send them a link to this show? Yeah, you in the bet. next email. Yes. Screw that. <laughs> burn, um, burn the place down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, okay, my other one is: uh, Did you know that uh, my car insurance went up? And, I, and so I go, why? So I call them up. They go, well, you got older. <laughs> I like this one. This is this is funny. Said, what? what? And I says, well, when does car insurance start? I mean, it goes down. Your you liability, turn, aren't you, you? When you turn 25, it goes down, mm-hmm. right? They go, that's correct. So at what age does it start going back up? They said 55. I said, 55? <laughs> I'm 62. She goes, oh, well, we need to. Uh, <laughs> we need to, <laughs> to go that was, You owe us money. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. I, I drive better now than I did at 30. Yeah, so. me too. And I said, so you're telling me that at 55 years of age, I start driving worse? And she goes, well, the underwriters say so. <laughs> see, 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 retail and, and insurance, everybody's got somebody to point the finger oh, to yeah. so they don't have to take responsibility. And they said, okay, so here's the thing. You can take a class online (laughs) to drop it back down to the price you were at at 55. I said, great. Give me the link. So she looks at my account. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. You don't qualify for the class. I said, why? Because you 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 have a driver in your home that's under 25. What? I said, what's that got to do with my driving ability? (laughs) It's just not right. That makes no sense at all. Because Colin's under 25. You can't get the discount. All right. Also, also businesses that will not ship to P.O. boxes during the holiday. What's wrong with you? Some people live in rural areas and cannot get mail. I just experienced that yesterday. Did you? Yes, sir. They said, sorry, we don't uh, ship to P.O. boxes. 
What is what's and up with that? I said, well, uh, <laughs> that's where I get my mail. <laughs> that's, that's right. You know, I got I got homeless people that are walking up and down the 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 road, you know, taking cans and bottles. What's going to keep them from taking my boxes? Right. Yesterday, and, and in fact, day before yesterday, the postman just dropped the box right at my my front door. Didn't even ring the Didn't bell. Didn't knock or nothing. or nothing. No, they don't anymore at all. They don't. What's up with Crazy. that? I, I'm going to put a box, a lock box, by my front door, and I'm going <laughs> to chain it around my uh, my tree. Uh, and if I can figure a way to chain it around my foundation of my house, I think I'm going to do that too. <laughs> Problem is, is I wonder if the if they actually would even put it in the box. Mm. He fits right in. I don't know. Yes, he does. <laughs> I think then- logically, I'll, I'll put it there and I'll, I'll put a lock on it, unlocked, and with a note saying, "Put it in the box." <laughs> And lock the, lock the lock on it. Somebody will steal the lock. Right. You know that. Uh, I thought I figured they'd just steal the whole box and all. I was about to say they'd go through that's the whole I'm, perimeter. That's what I'm of the talking house. about. Chaining the sucker to my the foundation of my house. I'm telling you, chemtrails, chemtrails, chemtrails. I know my, what that is. Finally. And my last one, I got yeah. a whole bunch of them this uh, this week. My last one is people that complain about the commercialism of Christmas. You people need to stop your whining. Look, look at so, eh, Well, I don't like to go out because... I go, why? Because there's music? <laughs> Sounds like Denver. <laughs> because, there's, because there's lights? Because the prices are cheaper? No, they're That's not. right. Yes, they are. they are. During Christmas time, things are cut 25% off, 50% off. The, price, the only difference between the commercialization in retail stores now, this time of year, and... Any other time of year is that the prices are cheaper and you get some music and some twinklies. <laughs> How can you complain about that? So stop your whining, Denver. Oh, I'm not whining about all that. But where does the where does the discount uh, apply uh, in your bank account? No, or no, no. Oh, remember store. this one? They, they cut prices really great. No, 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 great no, no, no. Monty time. knows where I'm going with no, this. No, I don't. When my wife says I say fifty percent, oh like, yeah, 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 she's right. <laughs> so when Marcia comes home, she goes, she goes, look what I got. I got this on sale. I saved forty dollars. I go, where's the forty dollars? <laughs> <laughs> no, you spent eighty dollars. <laughs> Show me the forty you saved. Hmm. Ah, not able to do that. Mm. <laughs> what I don't like is when they 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 make the prices they double or triple the price right. and then put it fifty percent off. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and then the original yeah. price. Get a real deal. Exactly. This is true. So what do you want to whine about, Denver? I don't have one really today. Oh, you're going to save up. Yeah. I got to make it uh, good. <laughs> yeah. Dave had a good one about headlights, people. Uh, it's foggy out. Turn on your headlights because both of us <laughs> had to travel from shed out uh, into the studio today. It's about 12 miles. Yeah. And it's pretty foggy out here. And uh, if you don't have your headlights on, <laughs> you look like fog. I have a mini wine Okay, mini wine Okay, mini wine for girls We always complain about putting makeup on But today, like, I woke up, like, literally Maybe an hour ago The power of makeup is real So stop whining The power of makeup is (laughs) real Especially Concealer Let me just say (laughs) Let me just say That's fresh That that the majority of the females That I know over the years you don't need makeup to be attractive. You're just fine without it. You Amen. sound like James. 
I am dead serious. Oh, no, I don't honey, know why uh-uh. you guys spent hours and hours. No, I spent 20 minutes. <laughs> it's like men and ties. Give me a break. Why in the world do you want a rope around your neck? What are ties? Yeah, really, right? We wear T-shirts and polo shirts and stuff like that. What are ties? All right. Uh, today's topic is uh, step six revealed. Uh, step six states we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. <laughs> The original manuscript said we were entirely willing to have God remove all these defects of character. We're going to talk about that. And Dave F. is going to share his story of experience, strength, and hope. But first, I want you to listen to this. This is very important. And then we'll come back. Turn around, hit the ground, time to lay your burden down. I wish. I wish I could see my dad. I wish my family could be together for Christmas. I wish I had a dolly, a new dress, a soccer ball. I wish I could have my mom. I wish my dad could play catch with me. I wish, I wish. 2.7 million children have a simple wish this Christmas. To feel special. To feel remembered. To feel loved by a parent who's far away. You can help. It starts with a gift. A simple present from their parent reminding them they are loved and not forgotten. And the gift of knowing the love and support of their Heavenly Father. This calls for believers to take action. So while mothers and fathers are behind bars, kids are left behind. Families torn apart. This calls for churches across America to rise up and deliver gifts to children on behalf of parents in prison. You and your church become the hands and feet of Jesus. You deliver God's love and bring hope to those who need it most. Families are restored. Children find joy. Parents experience God's grace. It starts with a gift. Since 1982, Angel Tree, with the help of thousands of churches across the country, has reached more than 9 million kids with a gift, the gospel, and a message from their incarcerated parent. These 2.7 million kids need to feel their parents love this Christmas, and they need to know Jesus loves them, starting with the ones right here in your community. It's simple. It calls believers to put their faith into action. It inspires you and your family to live out the real meaning of Christmas. You bless the child of a prisoner with a gift and the good news of Jesus Christ. Every child has a story. Every child has a wish. Every child deserves a chance. It starts with a gift. It starts with you. This Christmas, change the life of a child forever. To make your tax-deductible donation to Angel Tree, visit prisonfellowship.org. This is Tony Morosi from the recovery band Self-Esteem, and we're listening to the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show with the Monty Man on KHLT Broadcasting. We are back. I think Cecil's uh, Cecil's got something coming up. Cecil. 
especially for you, Denver. <laughs> it's time for some Take 12 trivia. Take it away, the Monty Man. That's right, Denver. Hmm. We'll see. Da-dum, 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 da-dum. I might just have to ace this. <laughs> okay, if you get it right, you're going to get a little... Uh... <laughs> and if you get it wrong... Perfect. All right, uh, Take 12 Trivia this week at Charlie Brown Christmas mm. Trivia. Charlie Brown Christmas yeah. Trivia. Let's see how well your memory is. Uh, okay, when catching snowflakes on his tongue, Linus thought the flakes needed something else. What was it? <laughs> was it salt? Was it sugar? Or was it maple syrup? Dave, what do you think? Maple syrup. Maple syrup? What do you think, Tony? I'll go with him. Okay. Denver? Salt, sugar, maple syrup. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's Linus. <laughs> I like salt. You like salt? Well, you're all wrong. It was sugar. <laughs> Yes. Doesn't maple syrup have sugar in it? Not if it's sugar-free. Ah. You didn't say that. You didn't ask. <laughs> and number two, on Christmas, how much does Lucy charge for psychiatric help? 25 cents. Oh, sorry. Is it five? Wow. <laughs> Been to Lucy before, have you? <laughs> Woo! I know this one. Is it, more coffee. Remember, this is Christmas time now. Is it five cents, ten cents, or 25 cents? Well, I'm going with 25. <laughs> well, no, go with five because it is Christmas. It's a Christmas one. No, it's 25. It's 25? I'll stick with 25. 25? What do you think, Dave? Five cents. Dave is correct. And it's Ooh. always five cents, by the way. Ah. <laughs> it should have been free since it was Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it should have been free. Uh, in decorating a letter, I mean, sorry, in dictating a letter to <laughs> decorating, in dictating a letter to Santa, Sally ultimately asked Santa for one gift. What oh, is it? Is it a white Christmas? Is it money? Or is it a teddy bear? Tony? Teddy bear? Okay, Denver? Uh, white Christmas. Dave? I agree. White Christmas. Ah, you guys are wrong again. Perfect. What? Sally says, give me money, just send tens and twenties, please. Sally. So she can give it to Lucy. <laughs> Sally. She's gotta pay for her sake here. <laughs> what song did Lucy ask Schroeder to play that she oh, didn't God. recognize until he finally played it with only one finger? Was it Joy of the World, Frosty the Snowman, or Jingle Bells? Joy to the World. Joy of the World? Yeah. Dave, what do you think? Jingle bells. Jingle bells? Jingle bells. Jingle bells. Well, Tony, you're incorrect. Dang it. And the guys are right. I need to watch the show again. Yeah. All right, and here's your bonus. And if you get this, you get it. That's it. Who's keeping score? Nobody. <laughs> what traditional Christmas carol does the entire Peanuts gang hum and then eventually sing oh. at the end of the show? Here are your choices. Hark the Herald Angels Sing, We Three Kings, or Oh Christmas Tree? Oh, that's easy. Okay. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> what was the second one? We Three Kings. It's number one. Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Mm -hmm. okay. Oh. You think it's Oh Christmas Tree? Oh Christmas Tree. All right. Oh, think, that's Dave? easy. i go with Denver. Denver. Well, you guys are wrong. Tony is correct. Aww. It is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I remember Angels that. Sing. <laughs> yes. I may not remember Sorry, guys. Yeah, that's, that's good for another week. <laughs> that is good for another week. Check your shorts. <laughs> he can be a guest host any day. He fits right in. Yeah, doesn't he? Uh huh. It's a good deal. Good deal. 
And right. I guess his name. <clears throat> the closing song today, by the way, uh, which we're going to stick around for us. It's really awesome. It's by Richie Supa. It's called Dancing in the Rain. Um, and I'm going to give you the website right now, recoveryunplugged.com. If you want to hear more from Richie and all that he's doing in the recovery community. Um, but now we're going to go to the topic and to Dave sharing his experience. Strength to know. Step six says we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Um, and if you flip over to page 76 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it says in italics, step six. And this is what it says. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. So what's that mean, right? That means you can't dispense of it. Got to have it. Got to have it. Got to have it. We are now ready to let God, not you, not your sponsor, not a room full of people drinking bad coffee, God, uh, remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objectionable. Uh, Can we now take them all, everyone? Can he now take them all, everyone? Everyone. If we still cling to something, we will not let go. We ask God to help us be willing. So have you guys ever heard in your meetings, have you ever heard anybody say, well, I'm glad God doesn't take all my character defects away. I mean, there's some of them that he really wants me to hold on to. Ever heard that, Dave? Yeah, I've heard something similar to that. It's like, oh, you know, I get this one or maybe two that serve me pretty well. So I think I'll hang on to them. For I'll a bit. Hang on to that one. Yeah, yeah. So, um, in, in honor of our guest uh, this week, Dave F., um, I'm just going to ask you a simple question. And then I'm going to let you share what it was like, what happened, and what it's like today with us. Um, Dave, were you always at a place in your recovery when you first walked into the rooms of recovery to let God remove all your defects of character? Hmm. Or did you want to hold on to some of them? <laughs> Yeah, Dave. Well, yeah, Dave. When I first walked into the rooms, I thought, first, uh, <clears throat> I had to pull out my fog lights because there was so smoky in there, I couldn't even see across the room. But I thought... Oh, because that back when we were still smoking in meetings. He's still smoking in the meetings, yeah. yeah. I thought, how in the heck can people stay sober when all they do is talk about drinking? Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, that, that was what... That was what I first thought. That was your first impression? That was my first real experience with going to a meeting um, kind of not on my own. Right. Know. Did you have a nudge from the judge? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of goes, hang hey. But you made it there. I did. What was going on? Uh, back then, uh, I still I wasn't ready. I wasn't willing to take have God or anybody else uh, even touch my right character defects because I really didn't think I had any. And that's kind of what stuck kept me stuck for a long time. Right you know, back in the day, yeah, maybe some of you can relate to this. Is I had the I had the bottle of vodka under my seat. Mm. <laughs> so as soon in the as, in the oh car, yeah. as soon as I I can relate. Yeah, as soon as I left, uh, you know, pull that sucker out and. You know, back to back to the routine. But I could check that off my list. I went to outpatient treatment, and I went to a meeting. Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I must be in recovery. Ah. Um, now, did you really think that, or were you just 
kidding yourself and you knew you were kidding yourself. I really wasn't thinking much of anything else besides this is a whole lot of waste of a time. Gotcha. You, you know. too, huh, Tony? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like, brings back memories when I was in first recovery. I did the same thing, like, did this, went to work, went to outpatient. Right. You guys actually checked them off. Yeah, list. you do. I just <laughs> went straight to the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, in your head, you check them off. Right, right. We didn't think of carrying around a, a <laughs> we list. We don't have time that, to write it down. That would take too much drinking time. Yeah, I was going, wow. The list was uh, have a drink, then think about making a list. <laughs> Then having another drink, <laughs> you know. And then drive. That was while I was driving. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how I'd never let driving be a deterrent. Yeah, me either. Uh-huh. I know. God, he sounds Or like much me. of anything else. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> this is an interesting uh, step. Uh, I have to look back. You know, my, my old, uh, my recovery didn't start until I got to the point where I was able, well, I was willing to even look at uh, character defects. You know, my whole my whole life was like, I can't depend on anybody else, and so I'm not going to even crack the door open to uh, any weakness. Right. And doing, you know, up to that point, uh, it was pretty clear to me that I was smarter and faster and, you know, able to lead. <laughs> Tall buildings in a single bound. Tall bottles. Tall bottles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there were some of those too. So, <clears throat> so were you ten feet feet tall and bulletproof in your estimation? Uh, I was nine foot nine. Mm. Not quite ten foot. Yeah, because um, uh, you know, you know, doorways aren't that tall though. I kept bumping my head. Right. So just he, like the rest of my life. Right. Bumping my right. head. I'm like, yeah, I don't have a problem. You know, my whole thing was is if everyone else would just do things my way, mm-hmm. everything would be fine. Because I could see everyone else's defects sure. and point them out. Right? Uh, I was good at it uh, until I got tired of pointing everybody else's defects out. And I just kind of isolated and went on my, my way for a while. Um my, I've been, uh, I'm a person in long-term recovery. And what that means to me today is that uh, I haven't had a drug or a drink since October 12th of 2004. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, took me a long time to get there. A couple outpatient, a couple inpatient. Um, but what really, you know, the biggest thing that happened to me was uh, God intervened in my life. I uh, got to the point, got to the end of myself, as as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a few of those moments of clarity. And one in particular, I remember, uh, this was probably about the middle of 2004, and I was doing my normal thing. I'd leave work, stop at the liquor store, you know, get uh, or stop at the uh, local convenience store, Sure. Get myself a 32-ounce cup of whatever. Right. Go next door to the liquor store, buy a 750-mil fridge pack. Right? A, no, you guys, big, you guys a big, remember that? A big gulp of whatever right? and get to the liquor because store. Because it was basically I dumped all of it out exactly. except for about two That's ounces. That's wasting it, though. Just straight out of the bottle. <laughs> Love it. Go ahead. I, did, I, you know, I just had to have a little splash of flavor in there. And Something then, you know, I, I... Right. It was just... 
I needed a cup. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that when you're drink- tooling on down the road, you can just act like you're drinking a soda. So it's oh, like yeah, a, like a big col- gulp cup? Yeah. So but the, pro- oh, the problem okay. with those, though. 32 because, ounces. Because of the alcohol <laughs> that you put in it, they, they start they to disintegrate soft. after yeah. a while. They get soft. No, no, no. You get, you guys are rookies, man. You got to get the plastic cup. Uh, yes. The Slurpee cup. I'm yeah. not, none of those. I mean, any every convenience store. Well, I shouldn't say every. Most of them have an option for a plastic cup. They do. And if not, you go to the next store. I must have been too drunk to realize it. <laughs> Mine was hot chocolate, well, I understand. It, and if they don't, they've got a refrigerator. And there's lots of beverage in, this, in there that, that are in plastic containers. Oh, that you, you <laughs> so empty and pour. You just grab a straw. Yeah. Right? The they, straw makes it worse. They've got soda. They've got co- they got they got they, straws, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you grab a, sta- straw, a straw in emergency when you can't find a plastic mm-hmm. cup. You grab a bottle of whatever. Right. You know. Cottage cheese. If that's <laughs> what floats your Right? I mean, just boat. dump the cottage James cheese out and throw the raw cheese in there. Keep sounds, going. We love you. Sounds pretty cheesy. <laughs> But that, I wasn't expecting any less from Denver. No, oh, no, no. you got to come up with Denver something. Wolfie. <laughs> hey, I used to have a cat named Wolfie. Did you? Squirrel. A lot, of, a lot of people's had wolfies. Had, me and my roommate had a cat named Orbit because he'd blow pot smoke in his ears and he would get stoned and they would run, run in circles. So we called it Orbit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they may would eat Walter's that. pot. <laughs> All right, sorry, Dave. <laughs> yeah, please, squirrel forward, forward, squirrel. <laughs> what step are we on? Step six. You, you, you read to the big gulp stage. Step six. Big gulp. Oh, yeah. So that moment of clarity, you know, and I've been to treatment a few times by that point. Yeah, and uh, uh, haven't been able to get everybody to see things my way. Yeah. So I'm driving home, and I realize that about. Uh, Ten minutes after I'm heading down the road, all of a sudden, my head clears up. The it didn't have those. Sh- I didn't have the shaky shakes where your hands are shaking, right? But the internal shake. I don't know. Okay, you probably oh, yeah. relate to that. Sure, sure, you bet. <clears throat> and I had high blood pressure, and so all of that just fueled the the denial. Like I don't really. This is something physical. This doesn't have anything to do with the gallon of vodka I'm drinking today. So I'm going down the road, and I realize, you know, I start hearing all that stuff in the back of my head. You know, I can't drink and I can't not drink. You know those things mm-hmm. you hear? Mm-hmm. You hear in treatment. Right. You know? You bet. That wrecks the rest of your... <laughs> the truth. ...research. Right. Yeah. As, as we say. <laughs> yeah. Right? After treatment, hey, we go out and do some more right. research. I'm going to try it again. Right. I can different do it way. better this time. I, I'm only going to drink on the weekends. Right. I'll give it a different run. <laughs> or I'm going to I'm going to use some meth while I drink. <laughs> right? So yeah, that'll even me that'll out. That I'll be I'll be I'll be normal then. Well, right? I'll well, switch to wine. Yeah, and then if that doesn't work, yeah, we'll just yeah. You Bud bet. Light. It, it, yeah, y'all know uh, all those. Yeah, we do. In the big in the big book in the old days, they that that whole part about you know. Going on a trip, taking a trip, not taking a trip, doing this, doing that. Do- so that's what you're describing is doing all these different things. Old days? What is the, like the 30s? Over 70 years ago. <laughs> was like the 30s? Is that your time, Monty? Mm. Oh. Uh, ooh. Mm. You're not welcome back now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So you um, were getting sick. So, uh, oh, I was, 
I was I was very sick. Yeah, and I didn't even realize it. You know, that whole uh, looking at the steps. You know, and they talk about the step one was the hardest one is like powerless or powerlessness, right? Yeah. Never ever said those words. Never ever uh, even thought that I didn't have control over everything. You know, right? If things weren't working out, it was because of something else or someone mm-hmm. else or some other situation in life that that I definitely couldn't control. Uh, but everything in my world, I could control. And so, step one was the hardest thing to get through. But once I got through there, um, you know, it was this prayer that I been saying for probably a year up to that point it's got if there is a god and you're working in my life or you want to work in my life give me a sign and i don't know how many times i've been saying that never really saw anything that stood out Mm -hmm. but uh i i at that moment of clarity when i'm driving on the road and all of a sudden everything's clear uh the moment of clarity i said okay god if you're there and you want to work in my life Give me a sign. Help me get back into treatment, uh, and I will do the best that I can to make a go of it. I will follow direction. And so, you know, I don't know about you, but I wasn't one to like, you know, oh, I'm going to drive down the road and turn left into the treatment center. Mm. Right. Just turning right to the liquor store. You bet. It was always I'll turn right until the police come and drag me away into the treatment center. Um, So that's kind of what happened. I – I remember um, it was a pretty hard hard weekend, and uh, uh, drinking all weekend. Mm. Uh, I never really stopped drinking, so I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. I was probably it, it drinking a been the little weekend, more <laughs> than I was drinking a little more than usual, and I I uh, I uh, came out of this blackout. I guess is the best way that you can say okay. it. And all I heard was, if you can believe, all things are possible. And I was, you know, like, all dazed and confused. And I was like, whatever. And I looked at my TV, and it's on, uh, I think it was the Trinity Broadcast Network. Okay. Christian TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, that's weird. Uh, I don't want to watch any of that weird stuff. <laughs> you know, sci-fi, <laughs> right? I'm a big science guy. I got to have, I got to be able to see it, taste it, touch it. And the remote's across the room, so I'm thinking, you know, I didn't really think much of it at the time. I go outside, and my truck is parked uh, half on the sidewalk and half in the street. And I was like, well, my parking brake must have loosened up, and my truck rolled <laughs> It back. never dawned on you that's <laughs> never how It never dawned on me that that's exactly how <laughs> I parked park until later on, and, and I'm realizing this. Well, my uh, my wife comes over to the house, and she bring, she she calls me first, and she says, you know, you're supposed to take your daughter to volleyball practice. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So she brings her over um, and drops her off. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, you know, why are you, why are you doing this? Like I'm, I'm asking this question of my wife, but it's in my head. I didn't say right. it out loud. Because, of course, we don't, as men, we don't want to show any weakness. I'm like, yeah, I'm going right. to follow through with what I say I'm going to do, right? i got to have integrity even in, in my addiction. Yeah. So um, before they got there, I had been drinking screwdrivers to try to take the edge off and clear clear my head. Uh, And, you know, my daughter came over. She was nine at the time. 
<laughs> and uh, my wife left and went on her on her way. And uh, so uh, we get in the me and my daughter get in the truck and drive off. And the last thing I remember was coming up to uh, I was living in Wisconsin at the time, crossing the bridge into Minnesota uh, in Taylor's Falls there, and that was it. And I was I was in a blackout. Uh, driving on the wrong side of the road for about, mm, I want to say about six, seven miles. Wow. Oh, wow. Yep. And somebody had, you know, seen me driving and, and called the sheriff. Um, I came to. Yeah. Um, at pulling into the parking lot at the school. I dropped my daughter off and I parked the car, parked my truck. Uh, 30 seconds later, the sheriff pulls up behind me. and Of course he does. Right. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, I, I knew exactly what was happening. Right. You know, I'm like, and I was, I was ecstatic. I was happy. I was, you know, mm-hmm. of course the sheriff's like, go, here we go. You know, another one of those crazy drunk guys, he's all, you know, happy camper. Cause I knew what was going on. I knew that this was God intervening in my life. Cause like I said, that's the only way I know how to do it. And, uh, I get to detox. I didn't tell him how much I was drinking. And, you know, I was drinking at least a gallon a day at, at that point for years. Wow. Um, no, never had any complications with your liver. No. Uh, when afterwards, when I got checked out, they they were surprised. They were shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked. You too. know, and that's I mean that's kind of how I I got away. I minimized it. Yeah. Right. Um, no I wet, no I wet brain. No. Right. Yeah. I could have died in 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 detox. Um, God intervened in my life. He basically took my. Remove my uh, obsession, as they say. Remove my addiction right there. And at that point, um, all that, all these things just opened up. I was able to see all these connections. You know, um, I was in bed number 24. Um, it was uh, October 12th. Uh, you know, I was in uh, my apartment number at the time was uh, apartment 12. Really? Uh, my birthday's on the 12th, the 12 disciples, 12 steps, all that stuff. Wow. It was God was That's just... That's wicked. I like that. Right? And God was just kind of putting the pieces together for me, showing me that he's been working in my life. I just haven't been putting the, the connecting the dots together. Yeah. Um, and so um, I managed to survive. And I, uh, when they got back to the jail, um, first thing I did is grab a big book. And a Bible, and basically just prayed. I kept praying, you know, if you're working in my life, give me a sign. And uh, I had this, uh, I started asking for help because the, there's this thing that I heard a long time ago that that always stuck with me. Uh, the only thing you have to change is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of my mantra now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time I heard it, I thought that's the dumbest thing in, that I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life, right? Sure. How, you, how do you do that? Right. So uh, it came back to me when I was sitting there, and I said, "Okay, let's let's break this down logically," you know, because at that point I was willing to do what I was told to do, I'm, whatever I'm, it takes. Meetings, get a sponsor. You know, I'm ready to do all that. I'm ready to give up everything and do what I need to do. And. Um, I uh, I started I just I prayed about it. I started asking for help, and my employer said, "Yep, we kind of figured that something like that happened. We were <laughs> actually going to come send somebody looking for you," which I thought 
was odd because I'd only been there for a few months. Hmm. Uh, but it, it it showed me some things. It showed me that it was okay to reach out and ask for help, which I never did. Right. I mean, I never uh, asked for help. I never apologized to anybody for anything. And um, that was one of, you know, the only thing you have to do is change everything. So I, I looked at it as doing the opposite of what I was doing that was causing me problems. You know, change the negative into a positive. Um, add in positive things. Right. Uh, so if there's something that I cut out of my life uh, that I enjoyed, or if there's something that I always wanted to do and I didn't do, I did all those things, or at least that wasn't in, in the plan. One of the things that I did, I reached out to my pastor, uh, Pastor Tom, and uh, he came out. I told him what was going on. He says, I'll come back tomorrow and I'll bail you out. I, again, here I am. God's like making all these these things happen mm-hmm. because I became mm-hmm. willing, right? The, right? the willingness was was starting to, to show up. And the, the the next day he didn't he didn't show up. And I thought, oh, here we go again. There's another person that's going to let that lets me down. Right. Oh, boy. And I heard, I mean, you know, people say, yeah, I heard God talking to me. I didn't actually hear God's voice talking to me. But it's that you know, I look at it as this, con- this God consciousness. Your, your consciousness. Yeah. You know, that little voice in the back of your head um, was like, maybe you just need to chill out. Maybe you're not the only person that needs help right now. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. So I'm okay. Right. I'll just kick back. And again, I, the prayer. If, you know, if you're there and you're working in my life, give me a sign. Um, so I'm sitting there and uh, we have lunch. And usually they play, you know, they have some sports or a movie or something like that. And they put on this uh, documentary called Creation versus Evolution. And I thought it was a little odd because we're sitting in a jail. And right. And it basically was taking um, archaeology and Christianity, you know, all the stories in the Bible. Right. And showing proof uh, with archaeology that these things happen. And this is where you can go uh, to find it for yourself. And they talked about all those stories that they said the, they found the missing link. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they debunked it and they said actually what it was and where you could go find the information. And that was a big thing for me at the time because, again, science, right? Right, right. I want to see it, taste, and touch it. I'm not, right. You know. And they would also, it would be uh, scriptures that they would tie into this. Um, again, very surprised since I'm sitting in a county jail. Yeah, that's that's unusual. Right. And so... Uh, right smack in the middle of it, it said, Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible. Oh, Mark, my goodness. Mark oh, 9, right, 23. Part. Right? Yeah. Right? So you're and hearing that, that again. And I heard that right after I asked, give me a sign. And that was, like, you guys caught on, right? That yeah. That is what I heard when I came out of my blackout the last night I had a drink. Wow. And so at that point, I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, got my attention. You right? got my attention now. I okay. I'm. I'll give. I give up. Um, and my pastor came the next day and bail, and bailed me out. And he basically said someone else was somebody was in a car accident and needed my help. Oh so my if he god! Had, if he had come the day that he said he was going to come, you would never have seen that presentation. You would never have heard that. Right. Wow. 
Oh, I got chills. I'm serious. Yeah, I, have, I know. Like, right? I, I did too. Right <laughs> that is my, crazy. My, my hair standing up. On the, I know. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, me too. That is awesome. I just that was. That's just. That's the the my. That was my turning point. But that was that was a a big example. I've had many 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 things happen mm-hmm. uh, in the you know that happened especially in the first year, um, and I, I was also be able to look back and see things. Uh, how circumstances played out, and then I, you know, there I was just me making a be- making a different choice. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like I I I describe my life as this basically is a straight line, right? But that's God's plan for me. There's a straight line that goes through my life, but I had to go, you know, the zigzag across because uh, I'm gonna like go and I'm gonna go check this out because I want to see what this has to offer. I'm gonna, you know, look at this or I'm gonna, you know. All these different things, but every once in a while, it would cross. It would take me back across that center line, yeah. and connect me back with God in some way. Whether it was my grandmother, or friends, um, things like that. So that was a point that that changed my life. That I became. That was where I would say I really became willing to uh, do anything, do anything and everything. Um, and uh, that was my commitment, you know. I started right there when I was in jail. So the, the old foxhole prayer, you know, right. get me out of this right. one. That changed to, you know, praying for uh, the people that are that were in my life, that were still in my life, that didn't give up on me, that were uh, they're always there, even mm-hmm. if I pushed them away, mm-hmm. um, and other uh, people through the throughout different circumstances. Um, and then when I got out, you know, I got involved with the church um, and got involved with, uh, got a sp- I had a sponsor before I even got out of treatment that, that last time. Um, and meetings every day for almost two years, uh, sometimes three or four in a day. Were you, were you being taken to the book and doing the steps and doing all I, that? Stuff? I, I did, did everything. Yeah, you know, I uh, got an opportunity to speak um, a couple of times at Hazelden. That was that was interesting. Yeah, I bet. You know, we I uh, bet the the evening lecture and there's you know there's probably a thousand people maybe you know between five hundred and and probably probably yeah. Probably around 500 people, maybe mm-hmm. up to, mm-hmm. um, which <laughs> was a little scary at first. But basically, I ended up, you know, I had I had this script and I basically tossed it off to the side. I sat on the edge of the stage and basically just told my story. Uh, the second time kind of was a nightmare <laughs> because I, you know, I'm like, okay, and I started getting full of myself, right? Right. But pride gets in. There. Well, I I'm did gonna, that exact same right? thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this scripted thing because I want people to get energized and uh-huh. I want, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I had a song in the beginning and a song in the end and I had, you know, different and nothing worked. Uh, and so exactly. when I'm going through telling my story, I'm stumbling on myself. I'm all over the place. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, at one point I think I stopped talking and it, there was like, crickets going off in the room right? <laughs> and everybody's just kind of staring at you and you're like going you're like, uh, right help <laughs> um and you know it was a it was a great learning experience mm-hmm. that it, i need to 
continue to just focus on 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 God and and just you know not get complacent. <laughs> complacent. Complacent. Yeah. Complacent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that the word? Complacent. 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 Yeah. 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 Complacent works. Okay. So let me let me let me let me uh, uh, for sake of time. So I want to I want to fast forward into what you're doing now. But right. but one of the things that have you yeah, guys ever heard the story of the chicken and the and the pig? What the chicken and the pig? Well, you know how in the big book it'll talk about you know I became willing or I became ready or I made a decision. And we'll hear some <clears throat> people say, "Well, all you got to do is make a decision. You don't really have to do it." Or all you got to do is be willing. You really don't have to do it, mm. right? You just become willing to do it. Um, so I, I heard this story years ago. Uh, Chris Schroeder uh, told it to me and uh, the guy that does Walking Through the Big Book with me. And uh, he, he, there was a chicken and a, and a pig and they're walking down the street and they see a sign that said, feed the poor. And the chicken said, hey, pig, that sounds like a really good idea. Why don't we do that? And the pig says, well, how do we do that? And he goes, well, we'll serve them ham and eggs. <laughs> and, and, and the pig looks at the chicken and says, well, that's fine for you. All you got to do is lay a couple eggs, but I, I got to give everything. Mm. And that's the difference between being willing and actually doing it or making, you know, making a decision to turn my will in my life away and actually doing it. Mm. At some point, we have to stop being the chicken mm. and we have to become the pig. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds like what you did, I mean, I mean, you had a willingness and then it turned into action and there was confirmation that came from God. Quite a few times. Quite a few times. That was yeah. wicked. And, and that, that's what I had to do for myself because, you know, I've done all those, you know, other things like telling people how to do things, right? I, right. I, I have great information. And I, you know, it's kind of like, well, don't shoot the messenger kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. I can get, I can give you all the tools, but have I done them myself and so yeah. th- that was where i was at when i was sitting in the jail is like okay now i have i have to put these into action because uh, you know i was I- i'll tell you i'll be honest i was scared to death mm-hmm. because i don't i did at that point i didn't know how to live life without some kind of chemicals in my system whether legal or illegal mm-hmm. um and so i know i had to basically i had to dumb it down for myself yeah Right. And just do the, you know, uh, one day at a time. Right. Easy does it. All those, you know, sometimes a cliche, but it works. I mean, I had to basically strip everything down. And once God removed the obsession from me um, and my addiction, then I it was kind of like a clean slate. Hmm. Uh, And as long as I focused on just today, I was good to go. You know, uh, when God took the obsession away, he also took away the uh, committee in my head. Mm. You all all know the committee, right? The one that causes you to go into morbid reflection and all that kind of stuff, right? Future trip. Yeah. Future, past, you know, know, all all that stuff. It uh, it was gone. It was like silenced. And and that, that was scary in itself. Yeah. You know, and... All I know is I gave myself uh, – I, I kind of made a deal with myself uh, when I was sitting in jail. I said, I'm going to do this to the best of my ability for an entire year. And if things don't change, I can always go back to doing what I was doing. The reality is, is like it, I guarantee that if you – if anybody does the, does this, the program, mm-hmm. you know, uh, any 12-step program – 
to the best of the ability, their life will change. It can't help but change. Right. If you if it doesn't change, you're not doing that to the best of your ability. Even if you're not an addict or an alcoholic. Right. It it will change. It, because this is a design for living that works. Right. Am I pointing out the other side, like my side? Like, I love stories like his because mm-hmm. I fought tooth and nail. There is no giving it up until I had to. Right. And so I admire people like that because I'm like, why could not have been like that, you know? I love hearing stories like that. It took me 25 years to get to that point. Yeah. Sure. I just, I love stories like that. So, so we we have about five minutes left and I I want to, I want to jump ahead. You are a certified alcohol drug counselor too. (laughs) Tell people what that means and why in the heck did you get into this industry? (laughs) And what are you doing today? And how do you much work? time do we have left? Yeah, five minutes. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Uh, so, got. Uh, I started out uh, in Minnesota. Uh, that's where I. Uh, that's where God came and transformed me. Um, I wasn't my plan to do be a, a drug and alcohol counselor. As far as things. So you didn't mind. sit in a meeting and go, "I'm going to be a counselor," like some guys do, right? Well, but, you know, the first time I went, the first time I went to treatment, I went to the first time I went to residential treatment. I got out of there and I thought, you know, that this sounds like a good idea. I think that this is something that, that I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I waited for whatever reason. Um, I wasn't ready. You know, you you walk out of there with the pink cloud, as they say. Yeah. Anyway, just I, 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 uh, the, the last time I went through treatment and, you know, after God removed my, my, uh, obsession, um, I had to finish some things up in my life. I had to go get my GED cause I never, you know, I went to college, but I didn't, I never graduated high school. Um, because I just lied on the application. Sounds like Bill W. Right. So anyway, I go, uh, I went to school and I didn't know exactly what I was going to do. And so I took some stuff. Um, I was, uh, in the music business and production work and all that. So I thought, well, I'll just figure, I'll learn the new software and I'll get back on track. And then I'll take some chemical classes, chemical dependency classes and, and see what happens. And basically God made a super highway in the, uh, being the, addictions counselor and the other one he kind of closed the door on that at least for that period of time i mean i barely uh i'm still amazed i made it through i made it i got straight a's the first two years without even barely doing anything wow uh it was i think it was just totally all god um plus you know life experience and i it, it just um i i i've been counseling since i was probably 12 years old mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, looking back. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, uh, I I decided to follow that path and um, eventually became uh, a licensed uh, alcohol and drug counselor in in Minnesota. Um, was hired was recruited by Teen Challenge in Minneapolis mm-hmm. to start a, a licensed outpatient program there, and uh, got that going. Uh, was doing great, uh, doing in, it's doing fantastic now. Um, I, while I was there, um, (laughs) in my personal life, my, basically when I graduated college, my wife said, okay, we've been here 22 years. It's time to go home. We're originally from California. Uh So the, 
plan was is like, okay, I got to make good on this promise. Right. 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 So we got to have a place to live and I got to have a job. And just happened that Teen Challenge, Pacific Northwest Adult and Teen Challenge was um, looking to start a licensed outpatient program. So it just, everything pretty much fell into place. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't have licensed counselors here. Right. They have certified counselors. So basically I just transferred my credentials to the comparable credentials here. Right. For so that's how. State of Oregon. Yeah. yeah so that's how um, I would probably qualify for a CEDC3, except they don't have a master's degree, which probably the next thing I'm going to do. Huh. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, where I'm at now. I mean, I, I, I totally... Without a doubt, this is what God has, you know, um, right. had planned for me my whole life. And everything that I've done up to this point has made me the person that I am today um, to be able to do what I'm doing. I mean, I'd do this for free um, if I didn't need to have a house to live in or right. pay bills or take, yeah. care, take care of my family. Um, so, yeah, I just – every day is – I try to – I try not to plan out too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I li- listen to God and where he leads me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I do that, things work out, usually work out pretty well. If I try to plan things, like, you know, w- when I did that lecture, yeah. if I try to plan things and script them out, they u- they, they just fall apart, right? They just, you know, yeah. I love him. <laughs> Don't you? I it's love a great, listening to him. It's a great show. So yes. do you still do music? Um, the funny thing is, is that, uh, after I, you know, I, I, uh, what God finally showed me the direction that he wanted me to go. Right. Um, I was also involved with uh, a local TV station, a public TV station. And my church, uh, had this, has this drama called uh, witness. And I got involved with that the first year. Right. <laughs> I'll kind of back up just for one second. When I was sitting in sitting in jail, one of the things that I said that I was I got to learn how to say no. Uh-huh. And when I when I <laughs> got, in, got out of jail and I started at this church, first thing they asked me if they if I wanted to, they saw my skills uh, doing production work and asked me to uh, to do that. And I said no, I want a part because I wanted to get back into doing acting and theater. So they, oh yeah, we gave you a part. So they ended up, I ended up getting the part of Peter, which ties right into my life. Wow, totally. and. Uh, uh, Pastor Bob, he didn't I, he didn't even know my story yet, so it was just kind of interesting how that played out. Yeah, but that's how they got me kind of roped. I shouldn't say roped into, but that's once you get involved with that ministry, um, it's like you can't help but it's you know you you want to stay involved in everything. So then I was the technical director for the next five years, um, so I was able to utilize those skills that I have built up over the years. Um, for God and and for my church versus trying to go to school, mm-hmm. learn the new, mm-hmm. you know, whatever mm-hmm. and uh make make a bunch of money or whatever cuz that that's what I originally thought that I had to do. Is I've been <laughs> messing up for so long, I got a lot of stuff to make up for and I thought, well, I need to go and do something where I'm making you right know, $150,000 a year or something. And I learned that I don't that's not what I need. That's not what the plan I hear you. is. So. I hear you. Tony, you got any questions for Dave? No, I. You can come back anytime. I love listening to him. Denver? 
No, I get to yap with him regular, but uh, thank you for sharing. Yeah, uh, thank you. The encouraging part is uh, you said you'd been in and out of treatments, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, right. for anyone that, you know, if if you've given it a try once, mm-hmm. don't give up. I mean, yeah, it, takes, me. it takes numerous <laughs> right. steps. Yeah. They say steps. For I still a have it's my goosebumps. steps to get there. Well, and it's so. been it's been said by a person who is who is uh, she's not even a spiritual person at all, but she's right on the money. Treatment does not have to be voluntary to be effective. No, no. Y- y- you know, you can go kicking and screaming, and seeds will get planted, and you will never it, even know it. Exactly. And that's how I met my sponsor because I like relapsed three times in treatment. <clears throat> Seeds, sure. when they get planted, they'll grow. Mm-hmm. You may not even know it or feel mm-hmm. it, but once the seed's in there, it, it'll grow in you. Yeah. Seven years it'll, later, it'll, she's it'll, still my it'll pester you when you're mm-hmm. driving with that right. half gallon right. next to you. <laughs> no, mine was under the seat. Like this. Like <laughs> uh, can't drink and can't not drink. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a right? it's a miserable place sometimes. And by the way, who makes the best straws? McDonald's. McDonald's. That's right. Mickey D straw. That's the yeah, yeah. way to go. Yeah, see, see what we know for see all we kinds know of things. Yeah, that's right. What side? <laughs> well, Dave, thank you so much yes, for 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 sharing your story Anytime. and for being with us t- today. Our closing song is by Richie Supa, and it is called "Dancing in the Rain." Sometimes life can knock you down Hit you like a diesel truck And part of learning how to fall Is getting right back up Looking back I made mistakes I watched a lot of bridges burn The road to wisdom leads us to Making some wrong turns And you learn to see by walking through the dark And where we've been makes us who we are Life's not waiting for the storm to pass Or running from the pain It's learning how to dance in the rain Love can take and bruise a heart Bend it like a broken wheel Leave your world so torn apart That only time can heal I wound up a better man For every single tear I cried And I wouldn't be where I am If I never tried You learn to see by walking through the dark Where we've been just makes us who we are Life's not waiting for the storm to pass Or running from the pain It's learning how to dance in the rain Prayers that go unanswered Can sometimes hurt like hell
And you learn to see by walking through the dark And where we've been just makes us who we are Life's not waiting for the storm to pass Or running from the fame It's learning how to dance in the rain It's learning how to dance in the rain In the rain Mr. Richie Supa. To learn more about Richie and all he is doing in the recovery community, in the treatment field, and with music and recovery, visit recoveryunplugged.com. A special thank you to our special guest, Dave F., and the entire team here at Take 12 Recovery Radio. We are wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow.